and once again, welcome to another quality episode of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything, a podcast all about things we learn in life and observations and things that I notice that I go, I got to talk about that on the podcast. I got to talk about that and see what people think and maybe get you thinking a little bit about things. And and even though it's kind of a one-way thing, I always feel like I'm kind of talking to you and you can always yell back at the podcast and say, Dave, you're an idiot or Dave, that's absolutely wrong or right occasionally. And I appreciate listening. Let's jump right into a couple of things. First of all, there's something that happened to me today that I just want to talk about because it was really frustrating and you've probably been there. The zipper merge is a great idea. And I guess that they have done test after test after test that has proven that if the left lane or the right lane, but in this case, let's use the example of the left lane, is closed, you go all the way up to the point where they merge together and then you take turns zipping back and forth. And uh, it's kind of like the concept of the double McDonald's drive through Everybody gets it. You let the car in front of you. Not everybody crowds into the right-hand McDonald's drive through lane. You take turns, and then it just goes faster. But today, coming home on Highway 7 through Minnetonka, uh, everybody was getting over into the right lane because the left lane was closed. And I'm like, God, I feel like such a jerk, but I know the zipper merge works. So I zip past about 10 cars, and then here's this car that moves over into the left lane to block me. And I honked at him, and he just stayed there in the left lane. So I rolled down my window, and I said, Haven't you heard of the zipper merge? And I have a big voice, so I know he heard me because his window was down. And he's an old guy. And he yelled something back, and I said, look up the zipper merge. And so he stayed in front of me. And then he was so far over in the left lane that I got back into the right lane and went around him. And, oh, I'm sure he was really pissed. So, um, And then I tweeted something like, I wish they would promote the zipper merge during Matlock reruns so old fucks would learn what it is. And I got like, I don't know, a ridiculous amount of likes because people are like, yeah, and also people should not drive really slow in the left lane. And at roundabouts, people need to stop and yield instead of just racing out in the middle of the roundabout. So traffic um, continues to be a problem. Um, but the zipper merge thing is like, what do we got to do to get the message out? So anyway, a little bit of frustration on that one, but it was a good day. Um, uh, and I um, went for a walk with my wife and I'm trying to you know, stay healthy and lose weight and blah, blah, blah. So that's something we're all working on probably. Um, but I want to follow up for a couple of things that we did last week on the show. Last week here on the podcast, um, we talked about like my favorite stories of KDWB. And one was Last Chance Summer Dance in about 1998, where the Backstreet Boys were supposed to be there, and they didn't show up, and they didn't perform, and it was an extremely hot day, and people were passing out. And a couple of people wrote back and said, I got some other things that I think that you should tell the story of, KDWB stories. So um, one was the waitress prank from about two years ago. Two or three years ago, two years ago, something like that. I think it was two years ago, where we did the prank that was a video, and it was a two-part prank, and it looked like somebody was taking a stealth video of me berating a waitress at Crave, and I berated her and said, you know, you're doing a terrible job, and don't you like your job, and if you work for me, I'd fire you, and that type of thing, and then we only showed that one part of like a stealth video that another customer took, and then... 
when you watch the second part, you realize, I say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dance. And I stand up and I dance and the waitress dances with me and we dance toward the camera and all the other customers get up and they dance toward the camera too. So it was all fake. It was all set up. But boy, were people in a fucking uproar because I think they didn't like to be fooled. They didn't like that they believed it and they thought, Dave Ryan's an asshole. And then all of a sudden the proof came about that I was just kidding. And boy, did people just go off on that when people like, oh, so you think it's funny to yell at a waitress? And I'm like, no, it's not funny at all. That was part of the joke. And if I have to explain it to someone why that's a joke, then they're just never going to get it. But that was a big thing on KDWB. Uh, and then this one wasn't as big, but somebody brought it up um, about four, three or four years ago. Um, I did jokes about high schools like, hey, if you go to Glencoe High School, call me, tell me what school you go to, and I'll make a joke about your school. So it's like, ah, I go to Glencoe High School, and the joke would be something, you know, it's an old joke I've told a million times. Yeah, you can graduate from Glencoe High School if you can read all the letters on your gear shift knob. Ha, ha, ha. Somebody else is on the phone. Oh, where do you go to school? I go to Eden Prairie High School. Tell me a joke about my high school. Oh, yeah. Well, Eden Prairie High School is changing their uh, mascot from the Eagles to the Red Solo Cup. Ha, ha, ha. That's great. Okay. Call in with your high school, and then I'll make a joke about it. So people called and asked me to make jokes about it, but people twist things into what they want it to be or what they would be offended by. So they twisted it into Dave Ryan bullies high school students and they put it in the paper and they put it on websites like Dave Ryan is a bully. Dave Ryan mocks high school students. Dave Ryan mocks, um, uh, you know, poor people. Dave Ryan mocks drunks, Dave Ryan, whatever. And I'm like, are you kidding? So there was another kind of funny KDWB story, but you know, I guess our show wouldn't be interesting if once in a while we didn't have something like that happen. Somebody wrote an email, and I'm going to read it to you, but I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> You'll see what I mean. Stephanie Henderson writes to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. That's where you can reach me, Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Hi, I was listening to your podcast today, and you told the story of Last Chance Summer Dance. I was there, and the Backstreet Boys not showing up. But the story I really want to hear. When I was 13 or 14, I remember that you had gotten in trouble for something. I assumed you swore on the radio or something, and I think you got suspended because I didn't hear you for a few days. What did you say or do to get into trouble? I always wondered that. I love your podcast and your morning show. Don't ever leave. Sincerely, Stephanie Henderson. Well, Stephanie, thanks for writing. I really appreciate that. I'm glad you were at Last Chance Summer Dance. That was probably the most memorable single day at KWB since I've been there. Uh, and the part where I got suspended, if it was 13, you were 13, you're probably about 35 by now. Maybe older. That was a long time ago, and I got suspended, and I was off for a couple of days, and I could never talk about it. And that was one of the things. We just agreed that I'd never talk about it. And so all these years later, it's amazing that you remember that, and even more amazing that I can't talk about it. But let me assure you, it was nothing big. It was just like, and you know what? It'd be one of those things where if I told you, you'd go, oh, okay. Kind of like when you find out how a magic trick works. You don't go, whoa, oh, wow, that's cool. You go, oh, okay. So let's just keep it a mystery, Stephanie, because it's probably better that way. All right, let's talk about things. Uh, the book is called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. So I'm always thinking kind of if there's a part two of the book, if I do another one, 
first of all, I can't call it take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything, but I will probably name it in threes of something, you know, get up early, feed the dog and catch the bus. I mean, that would be a terrible title, but I think you see what I'm saying is it'll still have that three rules thing. Today's rule that I thought of that I've come across a couple of times is you're not as old as you think you are. What do I mean by that? I'm going to back up uh, to about, I don't know, six months ago, something like that. And our building has about six radio stations in it. So I'll get in the elevator sometimes with somebody who's going up to visit KFAN or visit K102 or something like that. And I get on the elevator with this young woman and and she's going to K102 or um, KFAN and she goes like every Friday or whatever to deliver coffee and she's on the radio with him and she's very charming and she's 25 or 30 and I don't know how old she is. And uh, I'm like, hey, what's going on? We're riding up the elevator. And she says, it's my birthday today. I'm turning, I think she said 25 or 30. I think she said 30. I don't remember. And she said, do you have any advice for me turning 30? And I said, yes. And it came to me in a blink. I said, you're not as old as you think you are. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, back when I was 25 or 26, I had a girlfriend who is turning 25 And she was devastated that she was so old, that she was 25 years old, because that seemed so old to her. That same woman now is about 55 years old. And she would look back, I'm sure, and laugh at her 25-year-old self who thought she was old. So every age you get to, you've never been there before. You've always looked up at that age, either from a long way away or from at least a few years away and thought, fuck, that's old. I remember when, this is a terrible story, and I've told you this before. I remember when Nicole Simpson died, when OJ killed her, I remember thinking, well, at least she wasn't young. (laughs) Well, she was 36. And to me, that seemed old at the time. Wasn't young. Now I look at 36, I'm like, holy shit, you're like just a kid. So I remember when I was like 40, my sister's like, how old are you now? I'm like, I'm 40. She's like, go, you're just a kid. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not a kid. I'm old. So... You're not as old as you think you are. So appreciate that. Appreciate your youth and your vitality and your health and your energy and the fact that your skin looks great. Because guess what's really shocking when you get a bit older is your skin doesn't look so good anymore. Your face is not as smooth. Your look the skin on your arms. It's not as smooth. And if you're 40, you start to notice things like that. If you're 30, look at your skin and appreciate it. Look at the skin on your arms and the skin on your legs and realize how young you really are. Because guess what? You're not as old as you think you are. All right, a couple of other thoughts here on the podcast. Let's get to the chapter in the book. We always try to cover a chapter in the book. And by the way, thanks to... um, There was a woman, and I want to thank her. She just sent me an email, and she wants to order four copies of my book. Katie Bourne, she says, Dave, I bought a copy of my of your book, and I found myself laughing out loud at parts, highlighting passages, and working advice into conversations, especially feed the goat, which probably could be the most important chapter in the book, feed the goat. She says, uh, Katie says, I learned much more from the book than I actually thought I would have. I actually bought a copy for a graduation present, and they and their family loved it. I've been listening to the Take a Shower podcast at work and find myself giggling at times, too. It is something lighthearted and easy to listen while I concentrate on my work. Thank you for enlightening me and giving me some, hmm, never thought about that moments, too. I have some co-workers who have been asking to borrow a copy of the book, and I'm worried I won't get it back. 
I was wondering if it'd be possible to get four copies of the book, one personalized for me, of course. You send me your book or bring it to me at the station, and um, uh, we're very casual at the station. As long as you seem safe and sane, we'll bring you back, let you meet Steve and Fallon and Weather Girl Jenny and Tina, and I'll sign your book. We'll get a selfie together. Uh, so she wanted three copies. Let me know if you have them, of course, and I told her how she could get them, and you can order the book on Amazon. Uh, you can get it at itaskabooks.com if you want to buy local, and um, uh, local bookstores have them, and if they don't have them, they can order it. The book's been out for three four years now, so some bookstores might have sold out or stopped stocking it, but uh, you can still easily get it. Just send me an email or just go on Amazon and look for the book on there. Uh, so in the book this week, and I set it behind me in an awkward place and I can't reach it. There it is. So I want to touch on a chapter that is a tiny little chapter, chapter 23. The name of the chapter is longer than the chapter itself. Number 23, the man who doesn't read good books is no better off than the man who cannot. That's the title. The chapter goes, Mark Twain said that. It goes for women too. <laughs> I think it's very true. Hey, listen, the man that can't read book, good books or the woman that can't read good books is, uh, what did it say, no better off than the one who cannot. So um, read. Reading, somebody pointed this out yesterday. I used to think golf was the only lifetime um, activity or quilting. But reading is something you can do all your life. And not only that, I found another powerful quote, quote about reading. If you read a thousand books, you can live a thousand lives. But if you don't, you only live one life. Wow, isn't that a powerful, rich kind of a statement? I'm going to say it again because I like it so much. And I'll probably fuck up saying it again this time, but here we go. Um, if you can read a thousand books, you can live a thousand lives. But if you don't read books, you only live one life. Isn't that crazy? Think about how you get lost in a Harry Potter book. Or think about how I love history and I read like World War II history. And I imagine like, you know, what it was like to be a sailor on an aircraft carrier during World War II. Or I read a book about, um, though I don't know, the Old West or the Indian Wars. Big history guy. Or you read a novel. Isn't it interesting how you get lost in it? And you really, it's like one more chapter, one more chapter. And then when you get to the end, you almost get a little bit sad because the book is coming to an end. And you loved it so much. And then when you're done with it, sometimes you want to keep it in case you want to read it again. So, hey, if you're not reading... And I'm sure you are. If you're listening to the podcast, listen. I always have a theory. The people who listen to this podcast are the ones who need it the least. <laughs> you already got your act together because it's kind of like if you listen to this podcast, then you must care enough about trying to find ways to get some different ideas and stimulate your life and improve your situation. You probably don't need a whole lot of help. It's the people who would never listen to a podcast like this that probably need the most help. It goes back to, I had a debate with somebody the other day about the straw ban. And you know about the straw ban, and that's kind of, it's a whole other thing. And I said, there's a couple of things about the straw ban that, that don't make sense. Number one, straws that you throw in the trash in your house or at McDonald's at Caribou, they don't end up in the ocean. Where do they go? They either get incinerated or they get buried in your local landfill miles and miles and miles from the ocean. So why are there so many straws in the ocean? Because there's a lot of developing countries uh, that don't have waste management, recycling, 
disposal facilities, so they dump their trash in the rivers. The rivers lead to the ocean, and that's how straws get in the ocean. That's how plastic bags get in the ocean. Who are these cu- countries? Well, I don't know the countries, but I know that they, they're developing countries. There are 10 primary rivers in the world where most of this trash comes from and gets dumped. Not a one of these 10 rivers is in the Western Hemisphere, much less the United States. So the straw that you get from Caribou, the straw that you get at McDonald's or Burger King, is not ending up in the ocean. So when we say no to a straw here in America, we're really having no effect on that. It's going in the landfill. What about batteries? Batteries are something we should be much more concerned with, but we fucking love throwing batteries in the dump. We don't care. We're like, oh, I think this battery's dead. Not sure, but I'm going to put some new ones in and throw these other ones in the dump. Much more harmful than straws, and we probably go through... I would say almost as many batteries as we do straws. I mean, it's definitely the mass of the batteries is way worse than straws. Um, so the reason I bring that up, because I got a little bit off track, is number one, I don't ask for straws anymore. Why? I mean, why not? If It's not going to hurt for me to not use a straw. I went out this weekend. I went to a burger place. I didn't get a straw. Big deal. But some people need straws. I mean, the handicapped, they, some handicapped people, some special needs people, they need straws. They're physically disabled. They can't lift a cup up. So the straw ban, while well-intentioned, is very misguided. And the people who are maybe deciding not to use a straw are the same ones who don't think anything about flicking their cigarette butt out the window or the same ones who think, well, I'm going to throw my plastic water bottle out the window or leave or my caribou cup or whatever, I'm going to throw it out the window, but I'm sure going to not use a plastic drinking straw. Do you get my point? So in other words, the people that need the message the most are the ones who don't anyway. So let's say you have Jennifer who is very environmentally conscious and Jennifer recycles and Jennifer um, reduces, reuses, recycles, and now Jennifer doesn't use plastic drinking straws. Okay, that's good. Jennifer, that's good for you. But let's say her sister, Roberta, huh, Roberta, she could give a shit. Roberta throws trash out the window, flicks cigarette butts out the window, pours her motor oil down the storm drain, um, and she is not going to be remotely interested in the straw ban because she don't care. So the people who need to pay attention to the straw ban most are the ones who are not paying attention. Bringing this full circle, the people who need to listen to this podcast the most are the ones who say, fuck it, I'm watching American Ninja Warrior instead. I hope that made sense. All right, a couple of other things to cover on the podcast. Uh, Speaking of podcast, um, Fallon uh, does two podcasts. She does, does two lame for radio, which is with Jenny and Tina. And I listened to one episode and it's like, it was very cute and clever, but it's really not for me. It's like girls talking girl talk. And you know what? That's great. It just isn't something that I really want to listen to, but I listened to Fallon's other podcast called the heartbroken. And I want to encourage you to listen to it. It's way better than my podcast. Go listen to heartbroken. Start with episode three, Jess. It will boggle your mind the story that Jess tells you, not about how she's coping with heartbreak, but about what this guy did 
and what she let him lie to her about, even after she busted him. I don't want to spoil it for you. Even after she cold out, flat out busted him, she pretended that she didn't know. And I thought, what the actual hell are you thinking? What are you thinking? You know something about this guy that he's been lying to you about and you won't even tell. And then you listen to her story and then you start to go, is she crazy or is she really compassionate? I don't want to make her feel bad because I know that she might listen to this podcast and she's a local woman with probably a heart of gold and intelligent and that type of thing. But you listen to this story and you go, no way. Then after you listen to three with Jess, go back and listen to two with, wait, after you listen to three with Jess, go back and listen to one, that's it, with Ashley. Ashley's story also is like, wait, what? And again, this, the, the podcast is about how do you cope with having your heart broken? What do you do to deal with it and feel better? I found that part moderately interesting, but the stories of how they got dumped and broken up with and scammed is mind-boggling. So go back and listen to it. Episode two was okay. It was a good story with a nice girl, and I could tell her heart was broken. It was really hard on her, but it wasn't my favorite. If I'm going to be a critic, go, but definitely, before you go listen to any other podcast, go listen to Fallon's podcast of um, Heartbroken, episode three with Jess. And let me know what you think. Wow. All right, a couple of other things on my podcast. It is class reunion time. And uh, a lot of, I mean, it's summertime, class reunions happen. So if you are in the class of 1984, 94, 04, no, wait, I got my year screwed up, uh, 88, 98, 08, then you're having a class reunion. Maybe even 2013, you might have a five-year reunion. A friend of mine, uh, close to my age, but a little bit younger, uh, she's going to her class reunion. She's going to her 30 year. And she's like, I'm nervous. And I'm uh, in charge of putting together the memorial for people who have passed away since graduation. And uh, I want to do a good job. And I also don't want to be judged by the clicky people and the gorgeous skinny people and the rich people. And I said this, and I'm going to tell you the same thing. By the time your 10-year reunion rolls around, the people that wouldn't talk to you in high school mostly have grown up. In high school... You don't have to hang out with people you don't want to hang out with. In high school, the cool people don't have to hang out with the nerds. In high school, the jocks don't have to hang out with the, we used to call them burnouts, stoners, whatever you want to call them. In high school, the nerds and smart people don't have to hang out with the jocks. But in the real world, you got to work with everybody from the really shy to the really outgoing to the really awkward to the smelly to the annoying to the popular to the gorgeous in the world of work, you got to hang out with everybody. And if you don't, then you're a mess. And you got to be nice to everybody. So by the time your 10-year rolls around, most people there are like, yep, I've learned to deal with everybody. I'm going to be nice to the jocks. I'm going to be nice to the nerds. I'm going to be nice to the shy and the, uh, you know, whatever. The short, the fat, the young, whatever. Well, young, they're all the same age. Um, by the time your 20-year rolls around, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun because now you, um, you're you well into parenthood, you are well into your career, and you're just people. By the time the 30-year rolled around for me, I realized something. 
that the people that I really want to hang out with, I already stay in touch with them on Facebook. There's nobody in my high school class that I really want to see so badly that I want to go back to my next high school reunion. I don't want to go. I don't care. The people that I want to stay in touch with, I stay in touch with on Facebook. And the other ones, you know what? They're a good memory, but I don't really care to, you know, to to see what they look like or see what they're doing now. You know, it's no fun seeing people get older. Um, uh, it was neat to see what they looked like 10 or 20 years after graduation, but it's kind of sad to see the people that you remember primarily as being 17 years old or 18 years old all of a sudden looking like they're old people now. And we're not that old, but this it just wasn't, it, it's just something where after the 30, I said, you know what? I'm okay. I don't want to go back. I'm good. And, but if you're having your high school reunion, go, go, don't not go. A friend of mine didn't go to the 20 the 10 because he had lost his hair. He was bald and he didn't go. But now he's used to being bald. He owns it. He couldn't care less and it suits his personality and he looks great and he's fine. And he went and to the 20 and the 30 and had a good time. So there's my last word on class reunions. Go. Let's see if there's anything else I want to talk about here. Um, now save that for next time. Uh, and we covered emails um, that's really it. There's some things I'm going to save for next time. Cause you know what? I always want to make these podcasts long enough that there's some meat to them, but not so long where you're going, okay, time to wrap it up here. Somebody told me like 30 minutes is the great amount of time for a podcast. So we're at like 25, 26 minutes right now. Hey, I appreciate you listening. Uh, you can go check out the Facebook page, which I do update occasionally. Um, and you can also send us an email anytime to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Hey, tell somebody about the podcast. Share the idea of the list of the podcast. Um, if you'd like something about the podcast or you have an idea that you want to discuss, maybe you had an aha moment where you said, hmm, I would like to share this moment with someone. Share it with me. Send me an email. Uh, to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. I appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate you. I appreciate you tuning in to the morning show and listen to the podcast and uh, and all that. I really do. Um, and we will see you this week on the radio. I'm going to a morning show convention in Chicago, so I'll be gone Thursday and Friday, but back on Monday. You won't even miss me. And have a great week. And remember, please, please take a shower. Show up on time. And don't steal anything. Have a good week.